Larry Bailey here, Mortgage Workflow Partners, and yes, I am in a shirt and tie. I am on a client visit here, and uh, it is executive attire only. So uh, let's get into this. This is the MBS Highways review of the weekly newsletter. This is the weekly newsletter for September 25th, 2023, and this is going to be for the week of September 18th in review. As always, if you are not getting this information on the daily from mbshighway.com, you need to sign up for a subscription. Um, and always, if you ever have any need for anything with, relate, uh, with regard to your mortgage operations, especially if you're using the Encompass platform, there's all kinds of new technology that Mortgage Workflow Partners can assist you with from plugins to custom development to business intelligence to true automation throughout your entire workflow. A lot more to come on that, um, so anytime you need to reach out to us, please let us know. Hey, let's get into this weekly newsletter review. So this is for the week of September 18th in review, and, and the Fed held its benchmark Fed funds rate steady, though there are signs uh, that a higher that they're going to be uh, um, a higher and for longer approaches ahead. There's elevated mortgage rates, of course, tight inventory remains key factors. All this is impacting the housing market. If you're watching this on video, you're seeing that the mortgage-backed security right now is down to 99. It's 36 basis points off of where it, where it opened rather today. And if you're not watching this on video, get over to mortgage.community and check out this whole thing um, on video so you can follow along with on the screen. So the stories for today are going to be, will the Fed keep rates higher for longer? The next story is inventory of existing homes need to literally, quote, double. Now the next story is housing starts plunge to two-year lows. That's not cool. The next story is higher rates dampen home builder sentiment, tied into housing starts, of course. And then the last story is, um, is a rise in unemployment claims ahead? Um, so we're going to get into the first story, which is, will the Fed keep rates higher for longer? After 11 rate hikes since March of last year, the Fed left their benchmark Fed funds rate unchanged at a range of 5.25 to 5.5% at their meeting last Wednesday. The Fed funds rate is the interest rate for overnight borrowing for banks, and it is not the same as mortgage rates. We've covered this a million uh, times. And, but it's important to understand that when the Fed uh, hikes its Fed funds rate, they are just trying to simply slow the economy and curb inflation. So what's the bottom line here? Bottom line is, despite holding the Fed fund rates steady last week, there were signs that the Fed may keep rates higher for longer. Projections in the Fed's dot plot show that one more rate hike is expected ahead this year. Plus, there are indications that we'll only see two rate cuts in 2024, down from our four previously that we thought we might get. The Fed Chair Jerome Powell noted that the Fed remains, quote, strongly committed to returning inflation to our 2% objective, close quote. The Fed will be assessing incoming data ahead of their next meeting and rate decision on November 1st, especially inflation and labor market figures. Yet, with the recent job growth numbers being revised lower in subsequent reports, for example, June's originally reported number of 209,000 new jobs has been cut in half to just 105,000 jobs. This data may not provide the most accurate picture. Fed expects stronger economic growth um, as they revise their 2023 GDP forecast upward to 2.1%, which is more than double their June estimate of 1%. 
but this is in sharp contrast to the latest leading economic indicators, also known as LEI, from the conference board, which was down 0.4% last month, making the 17th straight month of declines. This indicator, along with the yield curve inversions, near record high credit card debt, and the lag effect of the Fed's rate hikes, shows why a recession still may not be off the table just yet. And while a recession is not a great thing for the economy, one positive aspect is that periods of recession are always coupled with lower interest rates. So there's that. Hey, listen, the next story is inventory of existing homes need to, quote, double. On screen, you're seeing a graphic. If you're not seeing this, again, get over to mortgage.community and check out the graphic. But here's the story. So existing home sales fell 0.7% from July to August to a 4.04 million unit annualized pace per the National Association of Realtors, also known as NAR. Sales were also 15.3% lower than they were in August of, the, of last year. This report measures closings on existing homes, which represent a large portion of the market, making it a cru uh, critical gauge for taking the pulse of the housing sector. So the bottom line here is record low inventory and elevated mortgage rates remain key constraints on home sales. There were 1.1 million homes available for sale at the end of August, down from 1.28 million a year earlier in nearly half the level seen in 2019. Plus inventory is even tighter than that figure actually implies because many homes counted in that figure are in existing inventory are actually under contract, so they're not even truly available for purchase. In fact, there was only 669,000 quote active listings at the end of last month. <laughs> That's ridiculously small for the entire United States of America. Yet homes continue to sell quickly averaging just 20 days on the market, and NAR's chief economist, Lawrence Yun, who I've told you you got to follow on LinkedIn or the other socials if you have Lawrence's socials, he noted that, quote, home prices continue to march higher despite lower home sales, close quote. He added also that, quote, supply needs to essentially double to moderate home price gains, close quote. I, I, again, I, I don't know where you live, but just go on Zillow or whatever you'd like to go on to find homes for sale in your area. Good luck. Good luck. Um, I live in, in a town called Hainesport, New Jersey, and um, I happened to see a post recently on social where a family is literally like asking for like crowdsourcing where they can find housing. Um, so it, it's truly critical, um, honestly. It, it's, uh, it's a shame. And, um, you know, if you have the ability to help somebody find a home through a private sale or private rental, uh, help somebody out, um, especially if it's if it's uh, you're trying to get somebody into a house or they're just looking to find housing. Um, on top of that, the next story is housing starts plunged to two-year lows. So again, we see this graphic on screen where it illustrates permits, starts, construction, and completions. Um, it's just it's a it's a trend that we need to figure out how to get through. So August brought a slowdown in home construction as housing starts, which measure the start of construction on homes, fell 11.3% from July. And while the bulk of the pullback came in multifamily uh, units, starts for single-family homes have also declined 4.3%. Building permits, which are indicative of future supply, did rise 6.9% from July, and while, par and while permits for single-family homes reached their highest level in almost a year. So what do you think the bottom line here is? Listen, given the resurgence in rates last month and mortgage interest rates we're talking about, it's possible that builders were readying permits for what they hoped is a pivot on rates and the increased buyer traffic that should follow. 
Regardless, supply is still well below current demand. When we look at the pace of completed homes that will be coming to the market, which is around 1.4 million homes annualized, and subtract roughly 100,000 homes that need to be replaced every year due to aging, we are still well below demand as measured by household formations that are trending at 2 million. So even looking at future supply, which is building permits at 1.5 million annualized, we're still lower than we need to be um, as, a, as a country. So this ongoing disparity between supply and demand is a key reason why home values continue to rise and why now provides great opportunities to take advantage on appreciation gains. Next story is, is uh, higher rates dampen home builder sentiment. So again, the image on here, and again, this, this graph that illustrates from uh, last October up until September kind of gives you the, the, the lows up to the highs, and, and we're going back down again in this sentiment thing. So the National Association of Home Builders, also known as NAHB, housing market index fell five points to 45 in September. This pushes the builder sentiment below that key break-even level of 50 for the first time since April of 2023. All three components of the index declined with current and future sales expectations down six points to 51 and 49 respectively and buyer traffic falling five points to 30. So bottom line here gang, rising mortgage rates, lack of workers in buildable lots, ongoing shortages of distribution transformers, which are critical, um, uh, which are crucial for converting voltage into transformer lines to appropriate household levels. These are key reasons cited for declining confidence among builders, but there was a positive takeaway for potential buyers. 32% of uh, builders reported cutting prices, the largest share since last December. Next story is a rise in unemployment claims ahead. So the initial jobless claims fell by 20,000 in the latest week, reaching an eight-month low with 201,000 people filing for unemployment benefits for the first time. Continuing claims also declined by 21,000, with 1.662 million people still receiving benefits after filing their initial claim. This latter number has been trending lower since topping 1.861 million early in uh, April, reflecting a mix of people finding new jobs and expiring benefits. So bottom line here is while the tame level of initial jobless claims suggests that strong, strong labor market, um, these unemployment figure filings are usually the last data point to reflect the slowdown. Typically, we see a de uh, decline in job postings, hiring, and reduction in hours before layoffs occur. And these uh, first three trends have been uh, seen in recent reports. So. It's important to see if a sustained rise in initial jobless claims follows the coming months, especially with the Fed looking for clear signs that the labor market is softening as they continue to figure out if further rate hikes are, are needed in this fall. Here's the family hack of the week. So fall is officially here, in case you didn't notice. These are season, these seasonally, these easy seasonal maintenance items are something you want to remember. So first of all, make sure you check your chimney, make sure you check your furnace, make sure you check all your fireplaces. Get them in working order. Make sure everything's clear. Um, you should also consider either adding, adding weather stripping and door sweeps. Um, I live in old houses and you gotta have that stuff. Otherwise you're just throwing money outside. Don't forget to test your smoke and carbon monoxide detectors. Make sure the batteries still work and always keep extra batteries on hand. Also, uh, if you live in an area that, that freezes, make sure you seal your cracks in your, in your driveway um, to make sure you prevent water from seeping in, which can then freeze, and then you can end up with a really expensive uh, repair. And lastly, make sure all your outdoor faucets are drained, disconnect and empty those garden hoses um, if you care about not having to replace them in the spring. 
Here's what we're looking for this week, gang. There's another um, housing-centric week ahead starting Tuesday with an update on home price appreciation for July via the Case Schiller and, and Fellow Housing Finance Agency, also known as FHFA. August new and pending home sales will also be reported on Tuesday and Thursday, respectively. Again, um, another thing that's happening is look for Thursday. There's a latest jobless claim coming out and a final reading for the second quarter GDP. Uh, plus, there's also a crucial inflation reading, which will be delivered on Friday via the Fed's favorite measure, which is the personal consumption expenditures, also known as PCI. My name is Larry Bailey. Thanks very much for always paying attention to these. If there's anything at Mortgage Workflow Partners can help you with anything regarding your mortgage company operations, technology, especially when it comes to Encompass, we're the place to contact. You can always reach us at 888-522-7181, or you can email me, larry at workflowpartners.org. Thanks, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.